In this week's episode, there's so many like baby Christians walking around where they really only know about the Bible, what their pastor has told them. Yeah. Or maybe if they've gotten a little deeper, what the devotion has told them. Ooh, like give me the meat and potatoes of like what his word says and let him speak to me. Because sometimes I feel like we can read that devotional and we can run with like what they're saying and we can't hear what God's actually trying to say to us just through his word. Verse 21, she has no, oh, I love this one. I love this verse. That's such a interesting thought because I would not have thought that that's what that verse was referring to. He asks us to pursue holiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not perfection. Yeah. So we I- were preaching today. Look I know, us. what? I'm I mean- start the church. <laughs> Hi, ladies. I'm Marianne. And I'm Olivia. And this is the Related's Motherhood Podcast. Our mission is to keep stay-at-home and work-from-home moms company while encouraging you to pursue excellence in motherhood. We are so excited you're back with us this week. We are having so much fun doing this, aren't we? Oh, it's I just love so doing fun. this podcast. I mean, the social media part of it is a little rough. Yeah. It's a little rough out there. <laughs> the random comments on our reels uh, can be a little bit uh discouraging slash just like shocking it's like it's like they just leave a bomb in the comments of the reels but recording the podcast the positive feedback that we've received Mm -hmm. the fun that we're having doing it outweighs all of that yeah we got our first really sweet like review on apple Podcasts, and it encouraged us so much yeah it's not our first ever review we've had people that we know leave us reviews i left us Which, a review i don't know if that counts or not can we can we count that if the it's sweet people we know? yeah a few sweet people we know and love left us mm-hmm. reviews which is awesome but we got our first stranger review yeah it was which so is cool. awesome it was it it's, was so encouraging it's um just someone that we don't know in real life who just left us the most encouraging review we'll post it over on instagram but man it just made my day yeah me too yeah, it was it was awesome. And that just proves that like we are reaching people and people are, you know, yeah, jiving whole, with us. Like I and, said, the mission of the podcast is right. to keep Christian, like stay at home mom's company and make you feel like you're sitting on the couch with us and chatting mm-hmm. with us. Put us in your ear, like in your Bluetooth earphone while you're doing the dishes, um, while you're cleaning up the house so that we can keep you company and mm-hmm. that's exactly what we did for that girl and yeah. I'm so encouraged by it. I know, me too. So today we're going to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, what that looks like, what the Bible says, and I'm excited. Most Christians, most women who have been Christians for a while have Mm -hmm. been to church and heard sermons, have probably heard of the Proverbs 31 woman, and she's spoken about kind of in an abstract way, like, try to be like a Proverbs 31 woman, or there's even a ministry that I like a lot called the Proverbs 31 ministry, Mm -hmm. Um, and so we know generally what who she is Mm -hmm. and most of us have read the passage before Mm -hmm. but in the past week I've really been studying the passage and kind of meditating on the passage um and I've just pulled out a few things I've never noticed before Mm -hmm. I think it's fun to really dive deep into certain passages of the Bible especially the ones that um kind of are encouraging and directed at women at wives at um women of God and so let's just talk about it yeah and I wanted to just like start it off by saying I actually saw um another post this week on I think probably Instagram 
And the lady was talking about, I, I don't remember how it started, but she said, essentially, I'm done trying to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And she was a Christian woman. And I just, I saw that and I'm just like, what the heck? So that was like the hook of the real, right. but what was the message after so that? So it was just a, um, I think it was a picture. And then I read the caption and I really did just like feel for her because I mean, I could understand her point. And she was just talking about how it was an unattainable goal to achieve because that is the perfect woman. Mm -hmm. It can be hard to be the Proverbs 31 woman. I don't think either of us, I'm not going to speak for you, but for me, I'm definitely not the perfect Proverbs 31 woman by any means. Um, But it is a goal. It is like a a vision and a goal to try and go after. Mm Mm-hmm is kind of the way I see it. So don't go into this episode um, feeling like we're trying to convict you about anything or anything like that, because I'm telling you, I'm not her yet, but I want to become her. So I'm doing the work. I did want to start though, um, before we even get to Proverbs 31, Mm -hmm. I wanted to start with Proverbs 1, because it kind of gives you a better understanding of the book of Proverbs Mm -hmm. and what the point of the book of Proverbs is, because Unfortunately, what I see a lot specifically about the book of Proverbs and the the book of Psalms is that people take verses from these books of the Bible and apply them to everyone's life as Mm -hmm. commandments from God. And they're just not. Um, They're words of wisdom from wise people. God has given these people wisdom. Um, It's wisdom for most applications in most people's lives and most periods of time. But these are not commands from God. And so Proverbs 1 says... These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose, meaning the Proverbs, their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning of these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Mm. So isn't that interesting that you hear people say like, spare the rod, spoil the child, as mm-hmm. if it's like a commandment? That's, that's, that's a really popular one. I mean, that's the, the first one that, one that always yeah. comes to mind, right? <laughs> and but, you always hear people say, well, the Bible says it. So, yes, so that's what we have. Exactly. Yeah. People always say like the, the Bible says this mm-hmm. and they take something either totally out of context or mm-hmm. without understanding like who that verse was specifically written to. That happens a lot mm-hmm. in the epistles of Paul in the New Testament um, where Paul is writing specifically to the church um, of the Thessalonians or Mm -hmm. specifically to the Ephesian people. Mm -hmm. And he's speaking directly to the problems within those churches or to the situations that the people of those churches are encountering. I think the Bible in general takes a lot of discernment. There's many wise people who have commentaries on it. Um, Going back to the original text is where you get the most clarity because this is a translation. This is the CSB. Is this the CSB? No, this is the NLT. This is the New Living Translation. Mm -hmm. So there's like different translations. Um, And so it's just, I I do not like when people take 
every word of the Bible as if it's a command from God himself because yeah. it's not. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe that woman you saw on Instagram, she's to, feeling like yeah. that woman is a prescription for all right. women. Like that, all like, you have women. to be this person yeah. in order to go to heaven or whatever. Or That's even just... like you can only be a good and wise and holy woman if you look like this and that's not what it's saying at all personally in my own life and again I don't want to speak for you but for me um when I'm walking with Jesus and like he and I are in communion together um I want to be better and the Proverbs 31 woman is that so Mm -hmm. even though it's not all going to happen overnight most of the time um it is a like I said a goal Mm -hmm. and knowing Jesus makes you want to change and shift things up a little bit yeah and having something to aspire to be Mm -hmm. or having something that inspires you to do better is a good thing yeah regardless I mean you're not going to achieve any sort of level of perfection in anything in your life over the course of your life Mm -hmm. I mean (laughs) and so it's just discouraging to know that 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 lady's feeling that way yeah yeah I didn't I definitely didn't feel any judgment toward her whatsoever it was just solely like wow have I not felt that before and and she's so discouraged yeah and and whenever you take passages like this and apply them in that way it is discouraging yeah it's that striving God's really been working um, with me this week about that striving for perfection and knowing that like y'all he never called us like he died on a cross because we weren't perfect you Mm -hmm. know so like he's perfect and he his power is made perfect through our weakness Mm -hmm. so that that doesn't mean we don't try because knowing him makes you want to try but like we're not perfect and we're never going to be perfect he asks us to pursue holiness Mm -hmm. yeah not perfection yeah so we I were preaching today. Look I know at us. what I we mean. Church. <laughs> oh, and and also don't take anything that we say as gold, the gold standard yes, of anything. We are not theologians. No, we're not, and we really are just striving to love the Word of God. I have, for many years of my life, relied upon the devotions of women. I respected a lot. There is a time and place for that, but there's also consistently a time and place to just read the Bible. Yeah. I mean, I'm there right now, like where I can't, I can't pick, I don't know. I just am not in a like Bible study, like devotional. Yeah. yeah, I'm just in a, Ooh, like give me the meat and potatoes of like what his word says and let him speak to me instead of, because sometimes I feel like we can read that devotional and we can run with like what they're saying and we can't hear what God's actually trying to say to us just through his word. When you rely upon devotionals, Mm. and I think most of you know what we mean by devotionals, um, with your alone relationship, private time with God, if you rely on that, in my experience, I spend 20 minutes reading the devotional and then like two minutes reading the Bible. It's like just a few verses picked out. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, there is value in devotional but if you only have 20 minutes like read the word of god Mm -hmm. open it up i mean we could maybe put in the description of this youtube video some books that i think are just sort of like entry level books Mm -hmm. where they're just interesting there it gives you it whets your appetite for reading the word of god Mm -hmm. starting in sort of those more fun or more easily comprehensible books will give you a desire to read more of god's word Mm -hmm. because god's word is where it's at not Mm -hmm. like Bible teachers, commentary, devotionals, right. you know, 
mm-hmm. based on two verses of the Bible. Like the word is where it's at. Yeah, I agree. Isn't it funny how whenever, and you and I've talked a little bit about this before, how whenever you are walking with Jesus, like I said, and in communion with him, like you crave it. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if I go to bed and don't have my my time in his word, just like studying and pouring it over my life, ugh, I'm a mess. That also can come off to a lot of women watching or listening right now. Also, to they might feel judgment through that. Yeah. I definitely am not that every day, right? Yeah. But it's something that if your heart isn't softened to actually reading mm-hmm. the word of God, it's something you should really pray about yeah. that he gives you that desire because there's so many like baby Christians walking mm-hmm. around where they really only know about the Bible, mm-hmm. what their pastor has told them. Yeah. Or maybe if they've gotten a little deeper, what the devotion has told them and what like Instagram reels mm-hmm. have told them. They really... Um, are kind of living in that baby Christian state versus trying to dig deeper. Yeah. I mean, reading the Bible for me definitely started, I mean, just as within the last year, Mm -hmm. not even a year, last six months has it become something I crave and desire, Mm -hmm. but before it was obedience Mm -hmm. and it is like sometimes you walk through seasons where reading your Bible or being in the word is just an act of obedience. Mm -hmm. It's you're not getting anything out of it. It, I mean, it feels like you're reading it and it's not making sense. Mm -hmm. But I find that if you stick through it, y'all. It also, I think I recommend, I recommend experimenting with a few different translations. I think I grew up in Southern Baptist culture where King James version another or I mean you can go crazy and go new King James version (laughs) but that was it I mean I remember I don't know if someone ever told me this or if I just internalized this but like that was the only translation and I honestly think maybe that's because it was easier for like in Awana's in the children's church to memorize verses if everyone's memorizing the same translation Mm -hmm. that makes sense to me but I think there's value in different translations. Um, maybe I'll also leave a link to Pastor Mike Winger here on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That has an awesome video about the inherency of different translations and where there's some pitfalls there and where it's also totally fine mm-hmm. to have different translations. I'll definitely leave that down to there too for anyone who wants um, some more info about you know, if you're feeling convicted to only read the New King James Version, um, that gives you a little more freedom there, I think. Mm-hmm. But I say find a translation that right now where you're at, you can understand it. Yeah. Because what's the point of reading thou shalt not art, however, <laughs> if you're going to just keep reading the same sentence over and over without understanding, like, mm-hmm. it's okay to read a translation that speaks in sort of a modern language mm-hmm. that you can comprehend. Yeah. I need a good study Bible. I don't want a doodle Bible because I'm tired of looking at the blank pages (laughs) and feeling bad that they're not colored in because I'm just not that type of person. If you're only listening right now, I have myself a doodle Bible right here. I don't want a doodle Bible. I just want a good study Bible with a good column for me to write a bunch of notes in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll upgrade your Bible (laughs) to a nice, clean, new living translation. No doodling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So... Let's get into reading this chapter verse by verse and just discuss our thoughts on it. Again, we are commentating on this scripture, so read it Mm -hmm. for yourself. But the first couple of verses say, 
These are the sayings of King Lemuel contain this message, which his mother taught him. So again, just like Proverbs 1 says, this is just wisdom. Mm-hmm. This is sound advice. Um, these it, it doesn't say this, but these are not commands from God. Mm-hmm. This also says, these are sayings of the king who this wisdom is received from the king's mother. So mm-hmm. the king's mother has imparted wisdom on him mm-hmm. and he has now put it down on page to give wisdom to other people. Right. So his mother said to him, Oh, my son, O son of my womb, O son of my vows, do not waste your strength on women, on those who ruin kings. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting because all throughout the book of Proverbs, which it's a relatively easy read. um, If you wanted to do like one chapter a day, you can pretty much read the 31 chapters in a month. So Mm -hmm. if it's day, if it's September 15th, read the 15th chapter of Proverbs. And that's a really easy way. I think to read the book of Proverbs but throughout the book of Proverbs you regularly see the women you should avoid Mm -hmm. avoid immoral women avoid adulterous women avoid nagging women Mm -hmm. (laughs) it says that a nagging wife is like the drip 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 of a faucet Mm -hmm. it says to avoid the slothful woman and all these um, negative qualities that you should avoid in a woman because women have influence Mm -hmm. isn't that cool it says do not waste your strength on women on those who ruin kings and so a a king is the most powerful person in the land and his wife can ruin him yeah because his wife has so much influence over him and his mind and his mood and his wrath you know what i mean a woman like they say, is the neck that turns the head of the man Mm -hmm. in the direction that she pleases. And I think that's cool. So many times people think that women in the Bible are subservient to men, as if they are slaves of men, Mm -hmm. they have no value compared to men. And throughout the Bible, it proves it's not true. Um, And that is not true. That's not how God feels about women at all. And Mm -hmm. this is just kind of another testament to that that um a woman can ruin a king you know because Mm -hmm. she has influence through her sexual being through her wit through her mind and influence like it's just really cool yeah verse four says it is not for kings O lemuel to guzzle wine rulers should not crave alcohol for if they drink they may forget the law and not give justice to the oppressed Alcohol is for the dying and wine for those in bitter distress. Let them drink to forget their poverty and remember their troubles no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. So the first couple verses of this chapter, wisdom from his mother, the things kings shouldn't do and the things kings should do. Mm -hmm. And then the whole rest of the chapter is about the ideal wife. Yeah. So it's like, Here's my advice to you, my son. Mm-hmm. I am your mother. Don't do this. Do do this. And now let's talk about your wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the woman you should be striving to make your life partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those verses, I feel like, especially the um, the one about drinking and stuff like that, that's one of those, two that people can, like, take out of context and be like, oh, well, God said. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just very interesting. 
Let's All hear right. about the wife. Let's get into the... Yeah, now we get into the wifey stuff. <laughs> so okay. remember that this is just his mother's advice about the type of woman that he should be looking for. She's fictional. She ain't real. Um, I, I don't know that she's ever existed yet in, in this world. Maybe she has, maybe she hasn't. But um, yeah, so just go into that. Go into this knowing that. All right. So verse 10 says... Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Mm. Again, this woman is highly esteemed and precious and valuable. Mm -hmm. And it really does blow my mind that um, some people look at women of the Bible as if they're not valuable. Yeah. It's shown over and over again that they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very valuable. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. The NIV version for verse 11 says, Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Whenever I was reading this translation, I was confused about the value part of it. Mm -hmm. So whenever, it's just, that's why it's so important to use, or, you know, look at context of multiple different, what is the word? Translations. Mm -hmm. Bound up. In the New Living Translation, it says, Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. Verse 12, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. And, ooh, is that a tall order or what? Mm -hmm. Because I for sure have brought my husband harm and not good (laughs) many days of my life. She's saying she's not the Proverbs 31 woman. She's she's going after it. I'm striving for it. But, I mean, think about being a wife who always causes good, not harm for your husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely um, a tall order. Verse 13, she finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. So I love that it shows how she's not lazy. Mm -hmm. She's very, um, like, go-getter. She (laughs) gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household. Yeah. I just think that... I personally don't get up before my kids. I get up with my kids and Mm -hmm. we've incorporated kind of a slow living morning. Mm -hmm. But it is very aspirational to like you have such a servant's heart towards your family that you get up happily, make breakfast for everyone Mm -hmm. um, and greet them with that when they wake up. I was actually telling Mary this today. I have like started to strive, haven't done it yet, but started to strive to want to get up earlier. I, we get up at like seven now, but I want to get up earlier before my kids because I do want to have that like time where I can sit and do quiet time. My kids don't nap anymore and not be distracted, Mm -hmm. you know, like have prayer time to pray over my home and just be in the word. That's why I want to do it. But this is something else too, that I think that I just thought about. There's also something just real. I'm not telling you don't wake up early because I I do want to become that because I do feel like I could be more productive and things like that. There's good value in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I do think though, that there's just something so powerful about like your, for me, I was saying quiet time is why I wanted to get up earlier. There's something so powerful about your kids getting to see you do that, you know? And like, them seeing you pray over your mm-hmm. home and pray out loud over it. There's just something so, ugh, mm-hmm. that we're just seeping off to them. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know. As Things to mo- think about. As a mom with young kids, mm-hmm. I also want to see my kids 
seeing me pray, seeing me read the word, seeing me do these acts of obedience and love toward the Lord. Um, but also obviously there's value in doing it in private. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of both. Yep. I agree. I, I try to, obviously I'm, I try to be not every day. I try to be in communication with, with Jesus all day, Mm -hmm. but I, I do like, uh, private time with him, but it is important to me too, that my kids obviously see me in communication Mm -hmm. with him, I agree. whether it be through worship or whatever. What I think is so cool about the Proverbs 31 woman is she's doing this and she's doing that and she's achieving this and she is this to her husband and to her children and to her community. Like she does, 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 Mm -hmm. which can be discouraging to someone like us Mm -hmm. who it's like, dang, how is she doing, doing, doing? But in verse 15, it says she gets up before dawn and she plans the day's work for her servant girls. Mm -hmm. So the Proverbs 31 woman has help. Yeah. And honestly, like growing up, I automatically thought, okay, she's working her butt off all day long. Like, I don't really know that I want to be doing this. <laughs> and um, she's just strapped. Mm-hmm. She has no time for... You assume she's worn out. Yeah, she's exhausted. And like, that's just the how her life's going to be for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And she takes pride in it. And she's happy to do it, which is beautiful. But... No, she has help. Mm -hmm. And And that, yeah, that looks different for different people. It looks different for different people. Yeah. Some people can afford to hire help. Some Mm -hmm. people have family to help. Yeah. Some people have close friends to help or neighbors to help or Mm -hmm. their church family to help. Like there's so many ways you can build and help to your life. Yeah. Um, but she's not doing this alone. She has a support system. Mm-hmm. She has these servant girls to help her accomplish. I mean, she's a businesswoman, as mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, she's a homekeeper. She's raising her children. She's helping the poor. Like throughout this chapter, you're going to see she's doing, doing, doing. Yeah, she's doing. She has, she's not lazy whatsoever, mm-hmm. but she still has that help, which yeah. is just so cool. I love it. Yeah, me too. It's very encouraging. Mm-hmm. That's what we should say <laughs> to that woman on Instagram. Yeah. Like you're feeling discouraged. Maybe you just need to reevaluate your support system mm-hmm. and the things you've built into your life to allow you to rest and rejuvenate the way you need to, mm-hmm. um, to be able to give and do and do because it's not about just sacrificing the entirety of who you are on the altar of this perfection yeah it's about striving to do the next honorable thing for your husband and your family and the lord Mm -hmm. um but relying on the resources the lord has given you too yeah and go back and watch our episode about the self-care because i feel like these kind of tie in together Mm -hmm. um But yeah, so like leaning into that rest and leaning into your village and I don't know how I feel about that, but leaning into your people and, and just leaning into, to God and allowing him to, you know, be your rest. But Mm -hmm. so that was like my one little tidbit I got from studying the chapter this Mm -hmm. week, um, is that the Proverbs 31 woman, the ideal woman Mm -hmm. or whatever, according to Christian, the OG Christian, (laughs) you know, ideal had help. Yeah. All right, let's go on. So verse 16. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Uh, She's a businesswoman. mm -hmm. You know, she has earnings. She inspects the field. She buys it. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? Again, women are not resigned to just being in the kitchen, right? If 
which is another, I feel like, stereotype about mm-hmm. the Proverbs 31 woman, yeah. especially in, in today's society where you're seeing this, like, I don't even know, you might have to cut this out, but where you're seeing the, like, trad wife and that whole thing, and it's just, yeah, it's beautiful, and I mean, I would say that I live a lot like that where I'm, you know, cooking from scratch and things like that, but at the same time, well, it, de- it just depends on the person. Right. You are in your kitchen. You are tending mm-hmm. to your chickens. You are tending right. to your garden. You are doing the more trad wife yeah. thing. I don't know how right? I feel about that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into trad wives in another episode. As a woman, you're not constrained to that. Yeah. If you want to be more of a business I'm woman, doing a podcast right now. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing a podcast. And, um, and I'm helping my husband run his business. Yeah. And so... You are not constrained to the confines of the kitchen, right? You can go out and be a businesswoman and still tend to your home and your children Mm -hmm. with help. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Number 17. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. Yeah, I need to get into the gym (laughs) because I'm not those things. (laughs) But honestly, it is a, a value and wise to be healthy and strong and energetic Mm -hmm. and a hard worker and if your hormones are screwed up and if your health is screwed up Mm -hmm. like it's you can't be those things yeah fully Mm -hmm. and so it's something I definitely need to work on that um our bodies are our temples and we can serve the people around us better and ourselves better whenever Mm -hmm. we're strong and healthy and energetic which you know how you feel when you're like hormones are it's very true but yeah I think that it goes back to resting and kind of that like self-care thing which we're afraid of but that like self-care thing too holy self-care um that so you can be those things so you can be strong and energetic you Mm -hmm. know like pouring in to what God would want you to do here's another uh little business tidbit Mm -hmm. in verse 18 she makes sure her dealings are profitable her lamp burns late into the night her hands are busy spinning thread her fingers twisting fiber so again it seems like she is financially savvy Mm -hmm. like i know you and your husband have different financial dynamics Mm -hmm. than me and my husband do like i'm the one who does our budget Mm -hmm. i'm the one that like pays like physically pays the bills and for you, it is more traditional. Right. Um, and it's not right or wrong either way. I think, too, the, that verse to me, too, financially savvy can also look like, so for me, when I'm sitting down to do our grocery list, like, couponing a little bit, like, being mindful. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm not um, supporting my family, per se, financially because I'm not out in the workforce mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but there are still ways to be financially savvy Mm -hmm. when you're not out working, you know, working, um, making a paycheck Mm -hmm. because I am working my butt off. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So like, there's still ways to be financially savvy when you're not bringing in a paycheck every week. Our husbands are providing for our families financially Mm -hmm. right now. And we as wives it's our job to steward that money well. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. in general, the grocery budget's kind of the biggest variable expense in both of our households. Mm-hmm. And we're the ones who handle the groceries. Yeah, My husband's not making decisions on where to spend, oh, which 
conviction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my word. We need to do an episode soon about, like, groceries, food stuff, because I'm doing a horrible job (laughs) stewarding the money well when it comes to food in our household. And Mm -hmm. so... I would love to do kind of a deep dive into home economics related to groceries mm-hmm. and how how I'm currently handing, handling money related to food and groceries, not even groceries, eating out and fast food and things in my home does not align with my value system. Yeah. And so I am looking at that and realizing my the error of my ways. She's feeling convicted by her own words. I'm feeling convicted <laughs> about, yeah, how much money we're spending on food every month mm-hmm. and just how it doesn't align with my value system. Yeah. My value system is I want to provide food, like home-cooked food. I've talked to you about this. Mm-hmm. I want to provide home-cooked food for my family most nights of the week. Mm-hmm. Like that does align with the value system of what I want to provide for my family and I don't, I mean, more nights than not lately, I'm not doing a home-cooked meal. And by home-cooked meal, it could be as easy as, like, pasta and veggies mm-hmm. and ground beef or whatever. Yeah. I'm not talking about, like, decadent here. But we're doing Chick-fil-A a lot. We're mm-hmm. doing, you know, pizza a lot. We're mm-hmm. doing pub subs a lot. If you're from Florida, holler for the pub subs. <laughs> but honestly, the way I'm stewarding money right now when it comes to food doesn't align with my value system and sometimes we just need to admit it yeah admit it and then do something about it Mm -hmm. so yep there's there's some freedom in being real (laughs) (laughs) okay verse 20 she extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy Mm -hmm. love that yeah you have always said, and I think you've said this in one of our previous episodes, that if you're not willing, again, when you hear that, you think this person has to have copious amounts of money or whatever. But if you're not willing to give when you have little, mm-hmm. and giving doesn't always look like money. It can be a loaf of bread or whatever. Yeah. Like God lays that on your heart. In this translation, it says she extends a helping hand to the poor mm-hmm. and opens her arms to the needy, yeah. which doesn't directly even imply money which hopefully it does because she seems like she's a profitable businesswoman Mm -hmm. um but it's also acts of service and just being welcoming in your own home Mm -hmm. yep i agree i love that one verse 21 she has no oh i love this one i love this verse another realization i had this week she has no fear of winter for her household for everyone has warm clothes Mm -hmm. and it seems pretty straightforward like okay that's cool but to me this really does speak to anxiety She's not filled with anxiety. She's properly prepared her family. Like, Mm -hmm. she's actively made sure her family has warm clothes for the winter. And when we go further down in the verse, it's going to talk about, too, when she has no fear of the future. Right. So, verse 21, she has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. And then in verse 25, she's clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Right next to that, I put no anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a feeling that's what you were talking about. Well, it's both, I think. No, I I agree. And no, that's such an interesting thought because I would not have thought that that's what that verse was referring to, but it it makes sense. I just love it because I personally have, I don't know, for the last four or five years, struggled mildly with anxiety. Mm -hmm. 
Um, not like panic attack level or anything, but I'll just, it's almost like a stirring inside me of anxiousness and it's not necessarily about anything in particular, but it is from like almost fear of the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a tense, it's a tense feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just the fact that she, I'm assuming just knew that God would take care of and that she was preparing and all of that is just really encouraging you know mm-hmm. that she just had that the faith i think a lot of us struggle a little bit with anxiety not everyone i don't want to speak to everyone praise the lord if you don't i mean i used to not mm-hmm. i want to be careful with what i say here because it's obviously something physical happening in your body in my experience it is also partially a lack of trust in god yeah because it really is tense anxiety inside worrying about like what if we lose this contract or what if something bad happens to my kids or what if you know we never get this issue resolved or even if there's not an actual issue it's just almost like it is fear of the future almost yeah and if if you have to lay that fear down every single day lay it down and a lot of i think a lot of the time um, we think that okay i'm gonna go to the altar at church and i'm gonna lay this anxiousness down and i'm never gonna pick it it's never gonna you know it's gonna magically disappear and i'm telling y'all right now a lot of the time that's not how it works and a lot of the time you have to literally lay it down every single day and this is coming from someone who struggles with anxiety every single day so you just have to lay it down over and over and over again. When that little voice about the clothes for winter pops in your head, just nope, because my God's already there and he's already taken care of it. That's seriously so wise. Yeah. Thinking about, because you're right, mm-hmm. you do, you have this moment of faith in God and you like connect with him on this so soulful level and you're like, you really have in this moment, you've taken away all of this anxiety. My husband's spoken about this recently, mm-hmm. like... He's fallen on his knees before the Lord and 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 prayed for a situ- for anxiety to be taken away about a situation and it was taken away for him. Yeah. That's not to say it will never come back into his life yeah. again. And for many people, not for I wouldn't say for me every day, but multiple days in a row, mm-hmm. multiple months in a row, you do have to lay it down over and over and mm-hmm. over um, because we're human yeah i think being able to lay it down at the feet of jesus and then trusting him that he'll you know take it and take care of it but it's just it's part of it you gotta why are you laughing (laughs) can you hear ronan snoring (laughs) my little pup my almost six-year-old pup decided to come hang out in this room today Mm -hmm. and we put him over there so you guys could hopefully see him i don't think you can you're definitely gonna hear him snoring through my mic over here and i hear him snoring he's so cute (laughs) approximately 40 minutes later we just finished recording this episode and it went very long the longest episode we've recorded thus far we couldn't stop talking we hope you enjoyed it i feel like if you click on an episode about the proverbs 31 woman like you actually care and you want to hear it um, this, the random passerby is not going to care about learning about the Proverbs 31 woman. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to have gone long. Yeah. I enjoyed talking about it, but I do think we're going to split this episode into two parts. Mm-hmm. So you're finishing up your concluding part one, which was not originally supposed to be a part one. We hope you come back and enjoy the second half of our discussion all about 
Proverbs chapter 31 and the virtuous woman. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being here.